Kalimera, good morning. How are you? It's 7 a.m. here in Cyprus. I'm just up and I've had my breakfast and I thought I'll make today's video while the uh, iron's still hot, so to speak. Uh, so today we're talking about the famous day four dilemma. Cut back or quit completely. It's a big subject. Um, just a reminder, if you are worried about your drinking, then go to the website, stopdrinkingexpert.com. Sign up for today's free quit drinking webinar. I will even give you a copy of my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a gift just for turning up. So why is it called the Day 4 Dilemma? Uh, that is because on day four of my quit drinking course, I ask you a very powerful question. I say to you, look, you've heard what I have to say so far. You've heard me explain how there are no benefits to alcohol. I don't mean a little bit of one. I mean zero benefits to alcohol. So at this point, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. Are you quitting completely or are you looking to cut back on your drinking? Now, obviously, I want you to quit, but that choice will always be yours. At no point on the course do I ever say to you, right, that's it. You've had your last drink. That decision will always be yours. And it's important that it is. So today I got an email from someone doing the course, Jay, and um, he's at day four. And he said, hi, Craig, day four of the Stop Drinking course. When I get to the section on goals, I found that I'm still heading down a cutback route. I've been learning so much from this and other readings, and I fundamentally know that alcohol is poison. However, I still associate it with positive parts of my life. As background, I have owned and operated a commercial winery for the last 20 plus years. So to say that alcohol was an integral part of my life would be an understatement. I don't think I have the conviction to say that I will stop on a specific date and never drink again. I would prefer to take the approach I took when I stopped smoking cigars 25 years ago. I just said I haven't had one in a while. The desire was not there and I didn't want one. Is this where this will lead me? I hope so, because having to draw a line in the sand causes me to hesitate. Thank you for listening, Jay. All right, uh, quite a few important points in there, Jay. Um, firstly, the comparison between nicotine addiction and alcohol addiction is not a great one, really, because they are two different drugs and they have two very different effects on the human body. Nicotine doesn't affect your mental state. You can smoke cigarettes and then go and do brain, brain surgery on someone. You can't do that with alcohol. So the comparison doesn't really work because the first thing that alcohol does when it gets in your system is to interfere with the part of your brain responsible for making logical and sound decisions. So that's why you can absolutely categorically state, I'm only having one drink, and then half an hour later, you're pouring your second one. Because the first thing that alcohol wants to do is interfere with your satiety control and also your decision-making process. Because it wants to take over the decision-making process from that point. I always say to people, you know, it doesn't matter how much you intend to drink. Your decision will only ever be about the first drink. The second drink will be decided by the evil clown. All right? So... That kind of leads us into another area of concern about moderation. If you're not in control of anything after the first drink, how are you planning to cut back? 
How, how are you hoping to make this a success? Because you lose the power to regulate that success after you pour the first drink. So that, that's an issue. But I think it's important for me to say at this point, there aren't really any rules with my course. At no point will I say to you, you must do this and you must do that. And if you don't do this, then you're a terrible person. Or if you don't do that, you fail the course. There's no point me doing that because I know that as soon as I tell you you have to do something, you'll rebel against it. Most of the people who do my course are very intelligent, very creative, very imaginative individuals, got a powerful brain in their head, and it doesn't like being told what to do. I know this because that's me. And I do it all the time. I rebel against myself all the time. Put myself on a weight loss journey within hours of starting the diet, even as though I have great intentions. I'm rebelling against my own rules. It's ridiculous. But it is the human condition. So at no point in the course will I order you to stop drinking, Jay. That must be your decision. That also means that you don't have to stop drinking. You can carry on if you want. Or you can try and cut back if you want. All I'm doing with the course is I'm trying to save you a lot of time and effort and energy because I spent probably five years of my life failing to quit drinking, failing to control my drinking, trying every trick in the book, every gimmick, every routine, every regime, and nothing worked. And you know, as I say at the start of the course, it was my intention not to stop drinking, but to moderate my drinking, to be like one of those people that can open a bottle of wine, pour one glass, drink it really slowly, annoyingly slowly, and then put the bottle back in the fridge. Oh, magic. How did they do that? That's what I wanted to achieve. But at some point, you have to accept the reality that that's not possible for you. As much as you want it to be, it's not possible for you. So, you know, moderate trying to moderate your alcohol intake when you have become a problem drinker, when you have passed the event horizon, is so challenging, is so stressful, is so full of disappointment and failure that I just say it's so much easier just to quit. Because, Jay, let's think about this. How are, you, how are you going to cut back then? Bearing in mind, you still, at a subconscious level, believe there is a benefit to alcohol. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So you're going to start making rules for yourself, aren't you? You're going to say, I'll only drink uh, on the weekend. I'll only drink uh, beer and not spirits. I'll only drink on special occasions. And... We've been through this, haven't we, on the course? You start off full of good intentions and you stick to it for a couple of weeks and then suddenly you have a bad day. The boss is an asshole. You get a big bill in the, in the mail. Something You have an argument with your husband or your wife and you think, sod it. I'm going to pour myself a proper drink. And you have a massive binge session. And you wake up in the morning full of guilt and regret and you say to yourself, right, I'm not doing that again. And, and you go well for another three or four days. And then you find another reason. 
Well, it's the dog's birthday. We've got to celebrate the dog's birthday. He loves Merlot, that dog. So uh, we'll have a bottle of Merlot for the dog. I'm, I'm being silly, but you know what I mean. It's, you know, you go three or four days and then, oh, it's my brother's birthday. Or, oh, you know, we're going on vacation tomorrow. So we'll get back to this when we get back. So look, if you think you can cut back, then you go for it. I'm just telling you that in my experience, I wasted a lot of try time um, trying to pursue that avenue. And quitting completely is so much easier than moderating. I know it sounds like it shouldn't be because, you know, it'd be like me saying to you, do you never want to have chocolate again or just one piece of chocolate every other day? You'd say, well, the uh, piece of chocolate every other day. But that's a curse. That situation is a curse. Because what? how do you spend most of your time now? On days when you're not allowed chocolate, you're miserable. You know, oh, I wish I could have chocolate today. And you're thinking about tomorrow. And then tomorrow you have the chocolate and you go, oh, now I've got to wait two whole days before I can have a, another piece of chocolate. It, It's not something good in your life. It sounds like it should be, but it's not. It's better to have no chocolate at all than to have someone regulating when you're allowed a tiny piece. And the same is true of alcohol. If you say to yourself, I'm only going to drink every other day, that's how I'm going to slow down. Then on the days when you're not allowed to drink, you're miserable. And then you spend all that day thinking about tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow I can have a good drink. Can't wait. I think I'm going to have wine. No, no, I'm going to have champagne. You see what I mean? So it's up to you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> I know which way I would go if I was you, but it will be your decision. So what I would suggest you do is, look, don't make any decision now. If you don't know which way to go at this point, don't make a decision. Just carry on with the course, okay? And if you get to the end of the course and you still haven't made a decision, restart the course. Do it again. Until you get to the point where you say, you know what? I've, I'm sick of drinking poison. I am sick of deluding myself and choosing to drink diluted poison. Enough. My life changes from this point. And you need to make a pivotal shift. So practice the way of the Tao, um, Jay. Uh, this is a good book to read. The Tao basically is a two and a half thousand year old philosophy that's all about the act of uh, letting go of control, the act of not doing, the act of observing life's challenges and going, okay, so now this has happened. Uh, and not feeling compelled to jump in and make a quick decision. So let, have a think about it. Leave it with your subconscious and carry on with the course. If you are worried about your drinking, take action right now. Don't put it off. Go to stopdrinkingexpert.com and I will see you in the next video. Thanks a lot.